And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. And we're back. Another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCourcy here to have another conversation I'm hoping helps your business grow. Now, as the co-host, the co-founder, the host, a lot of things Startup Hustle over the years, I've had a lot of questions about how to launch a podcast. So I figured I'd uh, put some notes together. And actually, I've put notes together quite a while ago. Today's conversation is going to be built around uh, an outline that I did for a presentation, live presentation I did at Global Entrepreneurship Week here in Kansas City at the end of 2019. And I decided to bring in a subject matter expert to help me support many of my theories today. Now, before we get too far into that, I do need to let you know that today's episode of Startup Hustle is sponsored by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. With me today, I've got Hernan Sias, and Hernan is an entrepreneur, an insurance guy, and a podcast host. He's the host of the Business Bros podcast, which I've recently been on, and they are coming up on episode 600. Give you a little background around the Business Bros podcast goal is to help you create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow by effectively adding insurance into your existing business and through the power of podcasting to help you take control of your brand and marketing. Hernan, welcome. What's up, man? Ready to have some fun today, dude. I know it's been so long since we talked. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And one thing I, you know, when I was on and Go check out the Business Bros podcast. We'll put a link in the in the show notes for you. Now, uh, before we get too far into this, let, let's get a little bit about your background and you know where you're from, what you do, and and a little bit about Business Bros. Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm out here in sunny San Diego. Uh, I've been here pretty much my whole life. Born in LA, so it wasn't like a it was like a two hour drive. It wasn't like I went very far. Uh, you know, grew up uh, not very. Uh, no, no, I didn't have a silver spoon in my mouth. That's for sure. Uh, you know, we we had moments where we we had some uh, homeless spurts growing up as kid, and uh, my parents were always you know really hardworking. Just didn't really know what to do as far as you know generating more revenue. Their only their only thought process for 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 revenue was go get another job, a job that maybe you know you had a, a way up the corporate ladder type thing. Um, but my dad did know that entrepreneurship was something that you needed to learn and he knew that it was important and he's like look I can point you in the direction I have no experience but I'm gonna point you in this direction and he was one of those catalysts that helped us you know get the get the ball rolling he hired a a financial advisor to come in when we were you know 16 17 years old uh she pointed us in one direction and we ended up buying our first house when we were 20 years old and um you know, we, we went from there and then it was, you know, we fell into owning a computer company because we needed to, you know, generate more revenue. And, and once that entrepreneurial bug hits you, once you realize that you can have a side hustle that can turn into your main hustle, that can be your your additional revenue source, you can have both. You're, you can have an employee, you can be work, working as an employee, you can have a, a little thing on the side. And once you realize that the, the 
glass ceiling is only there. It's arbitrary. You put it there, then the sky's the limit. And after that, you know, we've been we've been in business uh, now. My brother and I in, in multiple different businesses for about seventeen years now, and um, and it, most recently in uh, two thousand twelve, I dragged him into the insurance space, uh, and we started to build an agency here in San Diego. We have about forty agents or so that that are in our insurance agency right now. And uh, then in 2018, we decided to get into this thing called podcasting. All right. So, I mean, it's not like it was we were early to the game or anything. 2018, I saw, uh, you know, people like Joe Rogan and and uh, Gary Vaynerchuk are talking about, you know, being do, do a podcast, do a podcast. I had no idea what a podcast was. Couldn't even spell it probably. But got into the space, decided we're going to do this every day. And uh, little by little, you know, you you figure out what works, what doesn't work. And it's become for us, one of the best prospecting tools I have ever come across. I mean, if you're in business, your number one goal is to meet somebody new every day and tell them what it is you do. Now that person may or may not do business with you, but your job is to get your name out there every single day. Podcasting has allowed us to do that. And uh, and we've been kicking ass in podcasting ever since. Uh, we do an episode every single day. We try to interview an entrepreneur every single day. Uh, I get to learn. I get to meet someone new and learn from their mistakes and their their successes at the same time. And like you said, we're pushing. Uh, I think we're going to be recording episode five hundred and fifty something this week, and uh, nonstop from there, dude. Nonstop from there. Yeah, I think I was five fifty two, and I was impressed with what you guys do. Now, the first thing on my list here, and we'll just dive right in, is you know, if you're going to start a podcast, you have to start with figuring out what exactly it is that you want to accomplish. And Hernan's case, you know, you're talking about uh, building a, you know, raising awareness for what you do. Uh, you know, obviously it's centered around business and entrepreneurship. And then on some levels, it becomes a personal brand. Um, now, how do you guys start your show again? Because uh, you you mentioned that you run into people at the grocery store and they'll see you. <laughs> and it, it's a, a kind of a unique intro. Yeah. So I'll tell you how it started. We started doing a, I, I dragged James. James is my uh, other business bro, literally a brother. So uh, that's how we came up. How creative are we, right? We had two brothers doing business. We call it business bros. So uh, I dragged him into doing this podcasting. He didn't want to do it. And uh, so he's, uh, you know, he's like, you know what? I'm going to do this. All right. So he goes to the fridge, grabs a six pack and, you know, busts up on the first one. We start recording episode one. Well, we were recording like a couple episodes to get ahead. So around episode three or four, you know, he's a little buzzed by that time. I'm like, all right, guys, welcome to another episode. And he's like, business bros. And it, <laughs> we just, I thought it was an idiot move, whatever, but we kept it and we started doing it every episode. And now when a guest comes on our show, we used to do it live too. So I have montages. I did it. Yeah, you I did, did it. it. Right? We have, I, I nailed it. I nailed the high I note. I have, the voice of an, I have the voice of an angel and <laughs> most people don't know that. Absolutely. But, I mean, anytime, anytime I get to flex it, I can, I got both ends of the, of the spectrum. I can hit the high notes <laughs> and the low. Well, and you know, <laughs> so um, you know, but part of that, it's funny cause you know, I've been saying, and we're back and I'm not even sure what episode we started on that, but I see people all the time, you know, like uh, when we could, when we were still interacting with people and, oh, and we're back. I've had people send me shirts that say, and we're back on the back um, and all that. And, you know, that's, uh, that's part of it. And that's, that's the building of a brand. So, you know, overall, like I, when you go to start your, your podcast, you got to think about, you know, what do you want to accomplish? Is it for your business? Is it for your personal brand? Are you trying to raise awareness? You know, that's a big one too. A lot of people have a podcast to talk about social issues or just really like overall brands. I was reading an article uh, and I can't remember where it was somewhere, somewhere on the internet. And it was talking about how brands in general were really jumping into the podcast 
podcast space. And I think the next thing under what you want to accomplish is actually a little bit of a pivot question, which what are your expectations? So what were your expectations when you started your podcast? Like, what did you, did you like, I mean, I, for us, for Matt and I, and I often have a co-host also named Matt, but you know, we were like, Hey, we just wanted to tell the real story of entrepreneurship and we knew something good could come out of it. Uh, I, you know, you make enough noise and someone will eventually hear it. But what were your expectations when you started? It was simple. I was going to, I was going to become the next Joe Rogan, you know, like Gary V says, uh, you know, you need to put out content on a regular basis. I was like, you know what, if I do this every day, I'm going to get to network with a bunch of people. My background's in real estate. James is the insurance guy. And so I was like, you know what, I'll sell a bunch of houses. Uh, and, and, you know, a little bit about, you know, being creative and, and, and uh, you know, having a plan up front. Uh, the other thing you need to realize when you start a podcast is you can change it, right? Because you might have a plan up front and then you do something like what we did where I was like, you know what, I want to do a, a, a real estate show. So let's, uh, let's interview real estate agents. And then I found out real quick, I can't sell houses to real estate agents. That's kind of a, a not a good niche to be in if you're going to be selling houses. So, you know, we, we, we pivoted, right? So, so you, you pivot and now we, we were like, well, you know what, every entrepreneur we interview is a potential, especially if they're in California, a potential client for our insurance agency. So let's just stick to entrepreneurs and we can, we can go that route. And so it's become a great networking tool. But that first, you know, 100 episodes was very much real estate heavy trying to figure out, you know, who we are uh, and, and, you know, start ugly and, and get going and, and you'll figure out what it is you want to do. Now, uh, there, you know, when I sit down with somebody, we do now go over a lot of this, you know, well, what is it that you want to accomplish and what is it that you want to achieve and what's your primary focus? Because if you come to me for help, you're getting that, that expertise, that, that practice, those mistakes that I already made. And I'm helping you out with that, but it's okay. Even then, even then, if you have a, a plan laid out and you know, in entrepreneurship, it works the same way, right? Even if you have a plan laid out, nothing ever goes to plan, right? Everything has a, a hiccup in it. And so as long as you're, you're flexible and understand that this is your show. And if you want to modify it and change it, you can't. And so, you know, our, our first thing, yeah, real estate, well, it didn't pan out that way. So we shifted over to insurance. I, w I always tell people in regards to this podcast, if you don't like it, we'll give you your money back. <laughs> um, you know, so, I mean, that money back guarantee is, is what it is. And keep that in mind, you know, podcasts are free. And and I think Hernan's got it right. You know, you got to do it the way you want to do it. And recently at Startup Hustle, we realized we had built a fairly large audience worldwide. And we wanted, and, and yet, but Matt and I, felt that we didn't have we didn't view entrepreneurship through the lens that we wanted everyone to hear it from meaning like we're two white dudes from the suburbs so you know we brought in we have lauren conaway who hosts episodes now she's the founder of innovate her we brought in an amazon specialist and we have some other people down the road that we're going to integrate and you know you get into that that everyday format now you know, one of the things we had talked about, and we kind of hit on this earlier without directly mentioning it, is you got to figure out what your format's going to be. And, you know, you have, you have a couple different options. You have solo, you have co-hosts, and then you have multiple hosts, and then mix guests in anywhere that you want. Now, you host your show with your brother, so you're co-hosting, and you have a guest in. Was it always like that? And did you find, do you find it to be, I, I personally think it's harder, the more people you get in the studio, whether that's online or, or physically, the more people you add, it's easy to have a conversation with one person. Um, I personally think it's harder 
and requires more preparation to do a solo show. I've only done a couple in the history of, of Startup Hustle, but it's so much easier when you're talking and having a conversation with someone. Where did you, how do you feel about those different options? And have you tried more than just the way you still do it? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, I've done a few solo myself as well. Like I said, James didn't want to do it at first. So, you know, when he found a way to get out of it, he kind of did, right? He's like, uh, you know, I got this going on. And so, you know, we'd go at it. And when we first started, um, I mimicked, uh, I was getting my certification to be a, a real estate coach. And my mentor has a daily podcast and they get, you know, tens of thousands of downloads uh, per episode. And so it's him and his wife. And so I mimicked what I saw as a success already. Why reinvent the wheel? So that's why I dragged James into it. And we've been doing, you know, when we first started off, we would literally sit on Sundays, right, watching football. But at the same time, we would outline what we were going to talk about for the next five shows, right? So this is the topic. And then these are the subtopics. And now at least we had something to converse about. And so if he wasn't there for whatever reason, I could literally go down the outline and, and, you know, have something to talk about. But I agree with you, not having somebody, it's kind of weird because when you do have somebody to bounce something off of, you might have that little bit of dead air time sometimes where you ask a question and you're both kind of thinking about it for a second. And it's, it's a little awkward. It always sounds longer to the host than it is to the audience, that little dead air time. But when you're by yourself and you flub it, you almost want to hit that end button. <laughs> you almost want to like, you know, stop and, and, and I can go back. I can do it again. Uh, what we added to the component of that to kind of help us push through the idea of, you know, perfect isn't, isn't what you're after is we added the live component. So, you know, we went from pre-recording our episodes to, to, uh, to doing it uh, absolutely live, at least on one platform. So we were doing on, on like Facebook live for a while. And, uh, and that changed the dynamic that we had to do because there was no reset button at that point. It was like, you know, you, you prepared in advance and you went through the woods. If you got stuck, well, you had, you had to figure it out. And there's something to be said about applying that kind of pressure to your show to help you grow and find ways to, to, to solve those problems. So I'll give you an example. We used to do a lot of, uh, my, my son came to me one time. He's like, dad, you know, after every sentence, you always say, okay, or, um, after every sentence. And I was like, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't notice it very much, but I go back and listen. And once you you're told something, you hear it all the time, right? Damn, there it is. There it is. So we got, grabbed this glass jar and we put it under one of the microphones and we each got a stack of quarters and live while we're doing the show. And this is like episodes, I don't know, 40 or 50, whatever. If I caught him saying, um, or a okay or something after every sentence, you'd loudly clink, clink, you'd hear a quarter drop. Right. And we'd catch each other. And we, and rather than trying to do something and edit them out, we use the live feed as the pressure to correct the mistakes that we were making. And it, in, it, in, in, in the long form, in the long term. We became better speakers because of it. You were able to ad lib because of it. You're able to really pay attention to the to the host, to the guests that you have on your shows. It made the conversation that much better. But it is that work ahead of time. You know what I mean? That's that that, that at the beginning of what you're doing, you're not going to be very good at it. But if you consistently practice, you're going to get better. You talk be talking about less, watching your game your game tape, you know, watching some film or, or listening to it, and yeah, you can pick up on a lot of a lot of uh, little ticks. And, and different stuff now. And, and some people will drive themselves crazy going through and trying to edit that stuff out. Um, we hit record and whatever happens until we hit stop, um, is the way it goes. We say we publish things warts and all. Yeah. Uh, and, and so much of that is honestly, it's not our high adherence to, to quality it's efficiency. And if you start, 
you, know, you start you start editing stuff and get, you you know it's a slippery slope man next thing you know you're you know you got tens of hours into editing and i say tens but that starts to add up i mean we at, you know the company that sponsored this this episode i own we have a 12 person marketing team and i'm not trying to weigh them down like chopping out ums and o's and stuff like that but yeah it's there's sometimes when uh you know, you listen, you're like, oh man, I got to quit doing that. And I don't listen to every episode. Um, but yeah, I, I do I listen to. to a few of them. They go back. I yeah. used to listen early on and, and, and you should, at the beginning, you should listen to, to your episodes because there are things that you're going to hear yourself say. And, and granted, I get it. You don't like the sound of your voice. You don't like the way you look. I get that. That's part of everybody deals with that. But once you get over that and you start listening to what you're saying, you can come in and I mean, there's times where I, I go back and I'm like, oh, I should have asked this or, oh, I should have done this or or that's not how you frame that sentence. Like this is the actual word that you were trying to come up with. And and if you if you use that as practice, if you use that as a as a skill set to go back and improve upon, you're again, you're gonna get better. Like people I think people hesitate with doing a podcast first and foremost because they're trying to be perfect on day one. They're trying to be like that guy who's been at it for you know 500 episodes and it's their first one. And and what I what I tell my my students all the time, I'm like, look, dude, that very first episode, you're worried about did I plug in the microphone right? Is it is the setting correct? Did I hit the record button? Is it live? Like you're worried about every little technical aspect of it that you you just physically your mind can't have that uh, an in depth conversation with somebody because your mind's not there. You're not paying attention to them as much, right? So so use these first couple episodes and and when they complain about things like you know oh, I, I did my first episode and like I got like two listens, well. Congratulations, you got two listens. Right now is not the time really for you to be building that uh, that connection with people. Right now is the time to be working on your skill, working on, you know, your figuring out how to do it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And as you continue, then you can work on other things. And you know, you talked about 10 hours in a day and post editing and all that stuff. That's one of the reasons why we had moved into StreamYard, for example, because we wanted to minimize why well, specifically because I do all the editing, I do all the show notes, I do all the all that stuff. And my show notes are pretty simple. It's like I copied and pasted a paragraph from your the guest website, right? <laughs> and and this is the intro of who you are. And I have a cut and paste normal stuff where you can contact us and links like that. That's our show well, notes. Well, man. hang on, hang on. Don't get too far. Don't get too far ahead. We're still in. We're we're coming into the second quarter here. So all right, all right, all right. I got to save the some of that for yeah. Well, because you know we've just figured out our show structure now one of the things is you know so you have interview you have conversational you have in person you have we'll say call in like that's more like virtual and then one of the trickiest show structures is people that want to go record in the field um yeah. i'll tell you what if you're gonna if you're gonna try to go record somewhere that isn't in a predetermined area that gets pretty tricky now uh, and we'll talk a little bit about that in a few minutes when we get to equipment and some of the stuff you need. Now, now that you've decided, you know, as you're deciding your overall setup, you also got to decide, decide genre. And much like Hernan mentioned, you know, they started out doing stuff that was, you know, their first episodes were highly related to real estate and different stuff. So, you know, there's a number of, gen of genres you can choose, and some of them have, have pluses and minuses. I, I'm going to rattle off a list real quick of some possible genres, news, comedy, sports, true crime, society, business, music, education, lifestyle, science and technology, or pop culture. Now, some of those, and I've talked to people that have uh, very popular news podcasts, 
But once two or three days have gone by, their episodes don't get listened to anymore. Now, every month, uh, every single episode uh, of Start a Puzzle, and we're kind of, you know we just had our four hundredth episode, um, they get they get play. And they get listened to, and that's because some of the topics don't time out, like news does, sports will, um, business not so much, uh, certain just certain things, you know, like they do have time limits on them, and they'll and they'll start to uh, start to leave. Other things too, like if you want to have a comedy show, you better have a lot of material. Um, I mean, if you think about touring comedians and I worked in live events for almost a decade. So you talk about a touring comedian, those people, the reason they're so vigilant about you not recording their show is it takes them forever to come up with one hour of good material. Mm -hmm. So you may run out of stuff to talk about now with other things. There is, there is less prep. If you're just going to give commentary on news, society events, stuff like that. I mean, you can literally open news.google.com and have a daily set list. So you may have less preparation, but you know, there's some, some pluses and minuses and much like Hernan did, you know, you can change it around. Um, you know, one thing I do want to, I, I, one cautionary tale is do you ever look at some people's new podcasts and you think, man, how are you going to get past eight episodes? <laughs> I think of that like, all the just time. Like, I mean, when I see them, I see people like, Hey, look at my new podcast. I'm like, dude, you were going to run out of shit to talk about Real if quick. you even make it to eight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's like, and that's one of the things that, that, and your show is so much like ours, you know, we just pick topics and, and talk it out, you know, and, and we try to find people that have something to say and are conversational and aren't afraid to share the the really terrible stuff that they've done too. So uh, you have any comments on genre or, or subject matter? Yeah. So the, the genre is, is one of those things where you, you pick a category and it's, it's very broad. Some of those inner you know, they, they, you can take a piece from society issues and, and you can apply them to your business show. Like it's okay to mix and match some of these things. One of the things I, I try to, to get people to, to do on their shows is have uh, segment pieces. So it might be, you know, what's trending right now is one of your segments. And, you know, let's say you have a 30 minute podcast and you have like four different segments or five different segments. Now you're breaking up your show into, you know, five, six minute pieces or chunks that might meet different aspects and the cool thing about doing stuff like that is your your uh your overall genre might be business but then you can take some of these small clips that you're using in segments and repurpose them uh going forward so you can hit other people in different segments like just because someone's interested in um you know political things that are happening right now because we're close to the election doesn't mean that they're not interested over here in, in some of your society issues or over here in some of your business issues so because your show might be grounded over overall in the business space doesn't mean that within your show you can have different segments for those and then take them and repurpose them on, on your social media so you 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 you're not um locked into that one genre when you pick it right you're that's that's more of a general uh overview of who you want to be as your as your overall brand when people search uh for different podcasts that's the overall search that they're going to end up finding you in but within your show, it's okay to be flexible. It's okay to have uh, other uh, other different pieces. Um, and I mean, it's, it's like you said, Google allows you to do so many different things. Uh, you know, I teach high school in the morning, and what's one of those things I tell my students all the time? I'm like, you live in the age of if you don't know, just fucking Google it. Google like, that is yeah. it. Like I, yeah. as a teacher, this person should be your last resort by this time. If you're not teaching yourself to learn and to find something, then you're already falling behind in society. And that's that's kind of how, how I think of it as as you know the show. 
go ahead and, and Google different things, try different segments. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of this whole like uh, pod decks thing. I, I mean, I use it as a fiddle thing to like, you know, play with something while I'm, while I'm behind the mic. Cause I tend to fidget, but the fact that there are different things that you can ask uh, a, a person who is on your show, even if your show is specific to one genre can open up the conversation and the dialogue. And people like to connect with people who are real. And everybody in that you've ever talked to in real life is not one track minded. They're not red. They're not blue. They're not, you know, rich. They're not poor. They're not happy. They're not sad. There's all kinds of different uh, peaks and valleys in a person's life. So, you know, when it, when it comes to the genre and, and picking one, pick one that suits your show, but realize that you have the opportunity to be flexible within it. Within it. Yeah. And, you know, there's a, and we'll get into the, the set list and we'll bring, we'll come back to pod decks cause that's a cool little product. And I've got some, some questions that are kind of ready-made as well. Now, as I've, you know, as I've talked to you, I've, you mentioned starting this in 2018, we started at the end of 2017, we're coming up on our three-year anniversary. Um, you know, and one of the, so I worked in the music industry for, uh, almost a decade and I worked in live events for a, another amount of time. And the technology of recording never scared me ever. Now, one of the things that I've talked to people about, the, you know, you say so many people, oh, I want to start a podcast. So I often ask, well, why haven't you? <laughs> and there's a lot of reasons why they haven't, but a lot of it is people just don't, they get intimidated by equipment and what needs to occur to record. And I'm going to tell you right now, people, this is not rocket science. Now I, I have, we started out, for the first 50 episodes of Startup Hustle, we had a, a blue Yeti microphone. It looks like a big pill and you could put a circular pattern in it. And we sat there in chairs. We kind of almost huddled up like arm to arm kind of distance. And that thing just sat in the middle and we just talked to each other. And, you know, we at that point, we had invested a whopping 200 bucks into the show. You know, and uh, and we plugged it right in to, uh, you know, the the computer we had right there in my office. And that's how we did the show. Now, after about 50 episodes and we saw we were getting some traction, we spent a little bit more money on mics and did a few other things, um, you know, but overall, uh, there's two there's two reasons that that research shows people turn off a podcast one poor sound quality. And that's number one. And the second one, it's just about neck and neck in the polls is too many ads and especially early mm. like ads. Like I'm not saying don't put ads or mentions in and why we're here. This episode of startup hustle is brought to you by fullscale.io. There you go. You can get that in and not have it be like a three minute ad break. And now when it comes to equipment, you know, you mentioned earlier, you use StreamYard. Right now we're using an app called Squadcast. Squadcast lets me see her not. So I see him right now and we have decent microphones plugged in and we record and this takes care of a lot of it. One of the things I like about Squadcast is it makes you properly assign things. You mentioned in episode one, you're wondering if the mic's even hooked up. Mm -hmm. uh, this will make sure that not only you, but your guest does. And it also prohibits uh, prohibit stuff like letting them use their phone as the video and audio and input output. Uh, now you mentioned using StreamYard and StreamYard's like our friend, Joel Goldberg. He's one of the Royals announcers. He's been on the show a few times, a good friend of ours. He uses StreamYard too. And that's, that's a cool, that's a cool tech uh, stack. I'll let you explain it, but why, why is something like StreamYard good for you? 
Yeah, well, uh, for us, the, one of the biggest things is, oh, I, I'm like you, when we first started podcasting, I literally went on Amazon and I was like, all right, I need a podcast mic set. And I was like, uh, I'm going to do interviews. I probably need four mics. And Amazon gave me a recommendation and it looked cool. And I hit the, you know, buy button and boom, here we go. And, and you know, I have a, a focus, right? An audio interface. We had four mics and, and you know, all this stuff. And, and you know, in hindsight, did I need all that stuff? No, but, it, you know, it, I'm glad I got it. Um, and we would, we would record the audio only just as audio. Then we added video. So we got this thing called sling studio and it allowed us to take our cell phones and turn them into a multi-camera, uh, station. Well, and that was great. And then, uh, and it also allowed us to stream live. So that, that was a a huge plus when COVID hit, we had to shift from in-person interviews to digital interviews. And like naturally, like most everybody else in COVID, we went to zoom. Uh, and I was watching uh, Gary V do one and, and his did not look like what everybody else looked like. His background was different. Everything was branded. And so I did a little research and I came across StreamYard. Uh, and one of the main reasons why I really like StreamYard, well, there's two main reasons. One is the ability for you to brand your show. I can, and we literally go live to multiple platforms. We're on, we're on uh, Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter and YouTube all live at the same time, uh, which cuts down in your post upload stuff because now I don't have to upload to each one of these platforms individually. It's already done for me. Um, It allowed me to add intros, outros, and video clips throughout the show. So I don't have to go back after I recorded and add my intro into the show. I don't have to add any of these cool little video clips and segments in. I don't have to add my outro. It's already done. Uh, And when when I hit, you know, I I I hit go live and when I'm done, it's I, I download an audio which is an MP3 format and I download an MP4 format and now I have both and I take my audio and upload it to my hosting and, and that's it. I'm, I'm set. It's over the, the time video, video overlays and templates and stuff like that. Oh, and that's one of the cool things stuff. too, that like, cause without doing that, you, now you have to take your audio feed and you got to put it into something like final cut or Adobe and now you're editing and, mm-hmm. and it takes time. And here's the thing is if you're going to edit a one hour video or a 30 minute video, well, that takes at least 30 minutes because you got to pretty much got, get through the whole thing. And yeah. And then, you know, another thing too, is like you mentioned get, being able to go live. So when he's talking about that, like when I recorded their episode, my episode on business bros, we were live on what, what were we live on? We're live on and Facebook, it, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube. And we had people asking questions yep. and giving different input. And I noticed your brother seems to be the one that he looked like he was operating the, the the tech there because he and he quoted me he quoted me visually on the screen something that i had said earlier and the thing is is once again and here's the thing is so we talk about all the reasons that you want to do it the reasons that people don't or the reasons that they don't keep up with them is these things all become a huge time suck and you know like at full scale i've got a 12 person marketing team so we basically have an assembly line but I'm unique in that regard. I happen to have all these people that are ready. You probably don't. And you, I know you don't because you yeah, just I said you don't. And so, and then like, that's another thing too, like Joel Goldberg. So Joel's one of the Kansas City Royals announcers and he has a show. He interviews entrepreneurs and he's a, a, a dear friend of mine. And that was one of the things that he was struggling with before. He's like, God, there's just so much production and other stuff. And then he comes across StreamYard and now he's live and all these different things. And it really made his life a dream. And like, and that's, and these kind of platforms now, uh, StreamYard's like 20 bucks a month. 
Yeah. Um, now you have other, that's about what we pay for squad cast. Now we do a lot of shows. So we have, we, we typically get out of the, uh, the, the intermediate packages on a lot of these things. Cause a lot of them are based on the number of hours that you record and we get through them in about a week, but still as you're talking like 50 bucks. Now there's another squad, uh, uh, stream has a kind of a more sophisticated older brother out there called restream.io. Mm-hmm. Um, that's now that's a little more expensive. You be 50 to a hundred bucks a month for that um, with Squadcast, which we like, cause I like being able to see people. We're in that same boat, dude. We did 300 episodes and all of a sudden COVID hits and we're like, shit, what do we do? What's next? We had to figure it out. We, ha- it's like, <clears throat> I'll tell you what, Hernan, <clears throat> I, I don't know how it was for you, but it was like, it was like someone had really moved my cheese. Yes. For sure. Cause we had to, I mean, there was just a lot we had to figure out. And, you know, some of these things too, is a lot of this stuff can put strain on the computers and the machines you're mm-hmm. using. And not everybody has like a, like a really strong computer. When I say strong, like a lot of RAM, a lot of processing power. Cause if all of a sudden the video sucks it up. And then another thing too, is like you run into you, maybe your own bandwidth isn't as fast as it needs to be. And that stuff will throw you off, man. Like, I mean, it, it takes it takes this long of an internet disconnect to break your stream, too. Yeah. So you know, it's like shit. You know, what do you do, and how do you react? And like, if you're and and you you're you're like you're uh, in the danger zone, man. Because when you're when you're streaming something live, like, hey, it, it could go if you if if you fuck it up. That's but it. I think that's endearing. I think that's endearing. Like we talk, we talk so much about startups and failure. So like, you know, I mean, we, we own part of a product mixtape the game and we decided to, to like debut the app on the, on the, like while we were recording the show and the app crashed on question four and we're like, well, people now, you know what yeah. it's like to be a startup founder. We didn't edit that out. We just owned it. So, um, you know, some other things too. Now, uh, there are, so we use another platform that I'm very fond of for audio. It's called Zencaster. Hmm. And I still use, I don't use it to record the show as much as, uh, it, it actually at all anymore, but I use Zencaster for a lot of audio stuff. Cause I do a lot of voiceovers and things like that. It has a really, really high quality post-production feature on it that takes all the extra noise out. So I do a lot of recording with that. Now, um, if you, you know, as, as we're talking about equipment here now, I, what kind of mic are you using there? Is that the original one or did you, have you upgraded over time? Nope. The original, this is a, a Rockville, uh, RCM 03. They're about, uh, about 50 bucks on Amazon. Um, and we, sounds we got, great. Yeah, yeah, it sounds great. I mean, I got lucky, right? Like I, I, I had no idea at the beginning what a good mic was. I mean, I, you could do some research, but everybody's going to give they're, you their they're, u- they're usually They're usually priced accordingly. Yeah. Uh, yeah I mentioned, I, I used to work for Roland and Roland's the world's largest maker of electronic musical instruments. They're out in LA actually in city of commerce, um, which is a city full of people during the day and has a population of about zero at night. But I learned a lot about microphones and microphones are very sensitive. And if you want to get a full, clean, well-rounded sound, you need a decent mic. 
Uh, I I'm using a Shure uh, SM55. It's called the Super 55. And you can see it kind of looks like Elvis's mic, which because mm -hmm. that was the original kind of like old school mic. Now, we, we spent a little more because we used to have people in the studio. We wanted the mics to look good, stuff like that. But um, if you have a terrible mic, you cannot get around that. I mean, you can't create amazing sound with a terrible mic. And there's other things, too, that uh, you need to know. So, like, here's the thing. When it comes to producing, you know, if you're if you're a, uh, not even at what I would call a – I'm a prosumer. So are you. You know, like, I'm not – like, we're not a, a – eh, I don't have, like, a – it's not like, I don't know uh, – uh, the the staff at Joe Rogan might laugh at at where yeah. we're at, but but we're light years ahead of where most people are going to be on day one. Um, you know, microphones do matter. You're going to need a few things like you know uh, we both have little air and pop filters. So when you say pop 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 into a mic a lot, it makes the mic pop. And you know, just talking about a little screen in front of it, learning how far away you need to be from it blah 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 now one of the things that you need to you know you if you want to actually edit your show i don't know if if pcs come with a, a default uh editing software but i started i'm a mac guy so i started uh, uh just with GarageBand, mm -hmm. and i i upgraded uh, uh to the to logic later and i don't do any of that stuff now but a lot of these platforms like hernan mentioned whether it's zencaster or some of these other things and some hosting platforms too will put your intro and outro on and you know a couple things so there's a, there's a couple tips you got to find a quiet place to record um and you know so i'm in an extra bedroom of my home and i chose this bedroom because it has carpeted floors so it's not as echoey and I have a hutch that I'm looking into and I've soundproofed it. So it's not creating an additional echo chamber, um, you know, overall. Uh, and another thing, too, is people people have a tendency. So now I'm like way far away from my microphone and I bet I sound different. So, you know, I, I get right up on it. You know, let's get it on. You should be Mike about loves it. Me and no I love more it. than a fist away. Is, yeah. is usually yeah. a good a good mo, and and you can tell. I mean, it, when when I first started doing interviews, people would even though the mic's there, they slowly find their way backwards. Yeah, right? because they're not used yeah, to having. Back. They're just not yeah. used to having it. And then, and again, that's one of those things where you where you need to to work at some of those habits that you have sitting in front of the microphone. You'll know when it sounds good. And, and as you're editing stuff, so you're a Mac guy. You started off with GarageBand. Um, I actually started on a PC, and we were using Audacity. Uh, and then, uh, as we, as we got, you know, better, I realized real quick, I had, I had issues with audacity and four mics. I could do two mics, but I couldn't do four mics on a PC. And so we moved over to, uh, my brother had, has his, uh, MacBook air. And so we started doing it on, uh, on his MacBook air. And then as we progressed, now I have my MacBook pro because of this exact reason that you're talking about the video component and, and, you know, just having to process things, it's, it's much smoother that way. Uh, here, is that what you're using right now? I'm on a MacBook Pro right now. Correct. Yeah, and that's that's got more horsepower, so it'll pull the video and the audio and not get bogged down. That was a pro that was a problem we had early. We couldn't figure it out. We had kind of an older iMac, and we would get every now and then we get this like weird little crackle mm -hmm. in it. We oh, it drove us crazy for about a week, um, and finally figured out it was just because we were overwhelming the the computer's processor. That was James. That was so, James. Same thing. Yeah. He his uh his big desktop, his big Mac, 
<laughs> Big Mac. His Big Mac was uh was having issues too. So he recently, just like this last week, had it. I mean, it was 12 years old. Like it, it, it's not that it was a bad PC. It just wasn't compatible with what we were doing today with it. So it's still a good yep. computer. It's just not the. You, you got to understand that the capabilities that are necessary for. I mean, even even now using things like Streamyard, using things like Squadcast, they've really uh, condensed the the necessity for for you know big pcs to handle the video component they really allow you to stream that's why you can you know watch youtube on your phone really quick and simple uh it used to be a time where you couldn't do stuff like that the files were just too big to stream but even with this with the ability for you to stream today adding the, the components like having the the uh, uh the microphones plugged into your computer running your camera at the same time using an, any additional software all that adds up and adds up and adds up um, how about, uh, Matt, as far as, uh, as an audio interface, are you using any audio interface or are you plugged directly into your laptop? No. So we, at first we were, and you know, I, I'll save some of you some heartache. Uh, computers do not like multiple USB mics plugged into them at the same time. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, and despite my background in the, in, in the, in the musical instrument business, I had to learn that the hard way. Uh, yes, actually because of the mic that we have, so it has what's called XLR. Uh, those are, it's a round circle with three pins in it. I do have a small soundboard. It was like 300 bucks. Um, and the soundboard, uh, it was mainly in the studio cause it would let me, some people are just louder than other people. So mm -hmm. I could have it next to me and I could, you know, turn someone up or down a little bit. You can just have some different effects. You can do things like control your reverb. It was just a little added level of control. And another thing too, is microphones require power. Yes. And, uh, some mics, uh, some mics will, uh, you know, like I said, we just wanted to. To, so one thing with the XLR, because uh, we do a lot, we did used to do live events occasionally. So an XLR mic, you can run like a hundred foot cable mm -hmm. and you won't have any latency. You wouldn't be able to do that with a USB um, and so different stuff. Now, if you're just at home and doing it yourself, like I said, man, there's, uh, I, I can't, I can't say enough great stuff about those little uh, Yeti mics. Like they are, they do a really good job for the price. Now, um, and what, you know, uh, just whatever you feel comfortable with, there's a lot of packages like the roadcaster and the, you know, just a bunch of different stuff. It's a kit much like you had. Now let's, let's move on to the next, the next subject here, which is finding guests. So at some point you had to get pretty good at this. Cause if you're going to do a show five days a week, you got to get pretty good at finding guests. Now, one of the things that, uh, I've talked to, that's a huge time suck for people. Now I want to go ahead and compliment you because now that you've booked to be on this show, uh, you saw that we too are organized. <laughs> uh, you, you, you use online booking tools and I'm the founder of Gigabook. So it makes it pretty easy to want to use my own product, but you, whether it's Gigabook or I think you use time, is it time trade? I use time trade. Yeah. Or, you know, Calendly or anything. Uh, if you want to get people to be on your show, use an online booking link. Um, it will cut down, it will eliminate the whole conversation. When are you available? When are you available? Yeah. I don't know. When are you available? And that's like nine emails. I guarantee you went through that at one point. Yeah. yeah. And, and the, the, the problem with that is, is not so much that it's the conversation, right? One time doing that conversation, not a big deal. We do a show five days a week, right? Yeah. yeah, we do five days a week and we we're now to the point where we're booked out eight weeks in advance. Uh, and which is a good thing. You know, people are, we're at the point where people are seeking us versus us going out to seek them, right? But when we first got started, it was, it, you know, 
it's this is where I learned that this is the best prospecting tool I've ever come across because you know as a real estate agent and I I would I would you know call homeowners or for sale by owners or you know whatever it is most of them wouldn't give you five minutes for a sales call and like nobody wants to deal with you for five minutes when you're trying to sell them something but when I would reach out and say hey I have this podcast and I think you're doing some awesome things would you mind coming on my show and sharing then all of a sudden they did give me 45 minutes of their time. Right. And so it was a different approach to the same type of thing. The advice that I give uh, podcasters who are getting into an interview space is decide who it is that you want to talk to, right? Who is the, who's the ideal avatar of the person that you want to speak to. And once you know who that person is and, and stereotype the crap out of them, you know, like, you know, who, you know, I don't care what, what is their ethnicity? How much money do they make? Where do they hang out? What TV shows do they watch? All those different things. Because if you can identify who does he want to talk to, I mean, this is good for business in general, but for the, for the podcast space, now you're going to go hang out in those places that you're, that where those people congregate, whether it's in Facebook groups, LinkedIn groups, Instagram posts, whatever it's going to be, and literally go through the comments and interact with them. I had this rule when we were first getting started. I could not go into my Instagram stories without leaving a comment. So I can't watch a story without commenting on somebody's stuff. And I would go places like uh, I'd, I'd go to Tony Robbins page and I'd troll his, uh, his comments and I would comment on people's comments. Hey, that's a great job, blah, blah, blah. And then I'd go to their page and I'd do a three, two, one. So I'd like three of their pictures. I'd comment on two of them and I'd leave them a, a, a DM. And I would do that consistently on a regular basis because that is the, it does two things. One, the person's like, wow, this person's showing me attention. They're going to come back and check out your stuff, right? Two, it brings, it brings attention to your page. But the, the biggest part here is once I look at their page and I decide this is somebody who I think might be interesting, it opens up that dialogue. Now they're like, okay, they commented on my stuff. They like some of my stuff. Let me check out his. All right, you know what? I think I am interested in being in that podcast. And and it made things so much easier uh, for, for communication. Here's another, I'm going to share a Facebook uh, trick that I, I learned. This helped us grow our Facebook page pretty quickly. Uh, when we were doing live interviews, when people would come into the show, the some of our pregame uh, stuff was I would get them to go to our Facebook page, like the Facebook page, and then head over to the community and invite all their friends. And my pitch to them was always the same way. Look, we want to get the most exposure to your sh- to your episode. So if you invite your friends over to like the page when we go live, they will see it. Right. And so they were they would do that. And we were increasing our Facebook page, you know, 100, 200 people a week easy uh, on the growth. Uh, and, and that allowed us to grow our audience at the same time. It allowed the guests to have more people look at their show. It's a win win. Everybody was winning in that situation. Uh, but it's just a matter of how do you how are you getting to uh, to to talk to the prospect that you want to talk to? And then once you get them to to talk, once you have that opportunity to talk to them, how can you give them the most exposure possible? That, those are the two questions that we basically try to ask ourselves every single time. Um, and if we can solve that, then you're going to have no problem. People are going to want to come talk to you because you're doing them the favor that they want, right? That's most entrepreneurs are doing one of two things. They're, they're trying to close a deal or they're trying to find the next one. Like it's, those are the two things that they're trying to work on. If you can help them with that. Yeah. I think you got a winner. You know, one thing that, so it's this started, uh, I've written three books and one of the things that uh, at first I was a little, uh, uh, self-conscious about asking people to be in it. And I figured out right away, I was like, shit, people really like talking about themselves and they want to be on, uh, you know, this could be a little harder in the beginning, but I'm, we're in the same boat. Like, I mean, there's no open recording spots for startup hustle for months. 
And I, so people go to startapustle.xyz. I get three or four submissions a day. Mm -hmm. On some days we get up to 10. I'm like, where are they coming from? So now one thing when it comes to finding guests, and like we mentioned, when you automate that process, you have preset dates and times. So you know when you're going to record. Uh, you picked this time quite a while ago. I booked your show a couple months ahead of time. We met each other. Here's our love story. We met each other on a website called Matchmaker. Yep. Yeah. And it That's sounds right. exactly it, like it, it, it's, it's <laughs> matchmaker.fm, <laughs> which, which at the, I don't, I, it, it probably won't be free forever, but what a cool tool. Oh, now, I'll be honest. I, I, I was not expecting as robust of a response. Uh, some of you that listen regularly may notice that Matt Watson has not been on all of my episodes lately. That's because I invited about 60 guests through matchmaker. And I think probably 58 of them booked. Yeah. Um, it was, it, but I did that, but I, but I use, I, I, there was a few things I created. I, I, we're big on the invite template. We try to just template what that, if it's an outgoing email or wherever, or however we're responding, it says everything. It talks about the show. It has a link to our booking app, uh, all different kinds of questions. It's got some frequently asked stuff in there. A couple little reminders. Now you got to start training your guests early, you mm -hmm. know, like, and, you know, make sure you're going to be in a quiet place. How long is the show? It's, you know, whatever. And like, I mean, we're probably going to be a little longer here because we just talk until we run out of shit to talk about. Um, and then the, the thing for us that we realized was uh, you talk about show notes. I hate show notes. I think they're stupid. I don't think anyone really reads them. Mm -hmm. But that said, you do want some links and some stuff in there. So we started, uh, we created some custom forms in Gigabook and we collect social media handles, uh, stuff like that. A, so I can click them. We put them all on one sheet that we call a set list, Every all the data we collect. So we don't have to go look for it. Now, um, the more stuff you ask people for, the more obstacles you're going to have to booking. But like you mentioned, you're at the point now where people want to be on the show. So if you're not willing to answer a few questions that you easily know the answers to, so some of the things we ask you all your social media, uh, just like literally the links to them, um, three topics that you are a subject matter expert on that you want to talk about three main takeaways that you'd like to hear about. And then we also ask things too, like, is there anything you don't want to talk about? Cause hmm. we talk to startup founders. A lot of them don't want to talk about their revenue. They don't want to talk about their funding. Okay. That's fine. I know that up front. I don't have to ask you put all that stuff together and now you're, you know, and that's where we'll, you know, as much of that as you can get, and you want to remove that back and forth of when you're available, when you're not. And like with you guys too, and this is automated. We're, we're very similar in this regard. Like you could cancel, you can reschedule, you can do different stuff. And, and the, every single one of those is like a, that jar of change that you have on your dresser, except for it's minutes of time. Mm. And if you want to do five days a week and you want to really get this stuff going and now here's the thing, what if your podcast works out? What if it does boost your business? What if it does boost your contacts? Now you have even less time to pull it off. So the more you can automate it, it's not only a good service for you, it's good for your guests too. Now, you know, as I mentioned, all of this goes into preparing for a show. Um, I, so when we added two new hosts to our lineup, Andrew and Lauren, they said, what's the advice that you could give me that I need to know? They both asked. And I said, practice your intro, 
Like there's, <laughs> you, you will not like Matt and Matt and I did three or four episodes. And at the end of them, we looked at each other. We're like, dude, we got to get this intro down. And that's probably where, and we're back came in, but I practiced it. It rolls right off my tongue to the point that I, it was very difficult for me to change some of it. Um, what are, when it comes to prep, you know, preparing for the show, like I have a few things on, and I'll kind of race through these that, you know, we mentioned we have uh, send and automate reminders, um, creating a, what we call as a set list. So that's like, I'm looking at yours right now. It tells me your name, what date time it's got a link to the virtual studio. It's got the sponsor info. Uh, it's to, got the business bros links info about you, like a whole bunch of different stuff. Like if you want to find her non on Instagram at business bros pod pod, uh, same on Twitter, it's got his LinkedIn. It's just got some different stuff in there so I can look down and, and another thing too, is we mentioned content. So I have a whole list of questions and I'm not going to go through these cause I've just got way more than we'd ever cover, but like, what's your backstory? Where, why did you start your company? What's the problem you solve? Who's invested, mentored, or partnered with you? Let's talk about your plan. What's your action? What's a win? What's a loss? And then I have also have like wildcard questions, like what's your superpower? What's your kryptonite? And those are just there. Cause as I scroll down, as the show goes on, I've, it, it, a, it keeps things flowing in an order that matters. And I can, and sometimes I just look down and it, I mix it up. So, you know, and, and one of the things, if you're going to do everything I just mentioned, I'm going to tell you right now, space it out. Don't give yourself, nothing is harder than trying to pick out a point out of a long block of text. Mm-hmm. Like my stat list look like, uh, I mean, they're so, like spaced out, like one thought, one thing per line. Uh, cause if you have to read a whole paragraph, like I said, and you're talking and you're doing a lot of stuff that can be difficult. What do you guys do to prepare? So there's a, the, it's funny cause we have a, a two tier system. Well, first of all, when you do collect that information and you do create the show notes it, for you, I would imagine it's a copy and paste. You take the stuff that they it already is, input it, it and you paste that was it. The, that was, yeah, that was the thing. It's good for the set list and we, and the show notes at the end of the show, I just write three sentences about what we talked about, and then we paste all the rest paste, of the shit. Done. Same, it. same, same. But and, and and for SEO, that's powerful because here's here's something really cool that I've noticed. Uh, and and when I Google my guest, right? So one of the things that I have to do to prepare for the show is I create the thumbnails, uh, and uh, and the episodes on on uh, Streamyard. So I create the episode; it'll automatically create an invite in Facebook and all those types of things, like so you can remind yourself that the episode is going to air. Um, um, and so, so those are the things that I do ahead of time. So I am creating a thumbnail. So I'm looking for images of my guests. Uh, and, and I've noticed cause I've had some guests that repeat, uh, and I, I go back and I, I, I search them. And when I Google image them, all our stuff shows up, you know, their stuff shows up, but they have nowhere near as much content as we do. And so because we've, we've hyperlinked their social medias, because we've hyperlinked their websites, when people look for them, they also see us. And that's something that's, that you don't, you know, it's, you didn't, I didn't know what was going to happen. It's just an extra benefit of, of what, what ends up happening. Um, like in, I, I do this with uh, my, my wife teaches high school and she does this whole resume section in her English class. Right. And so they did this thing about creating a brand for yourself online to Google yourself. And that's one of the things you might want to check out. Google yourself, go into an incognito tab for those of you who use uh, Chrome. So you're not signed into anything and Google your name and see how much uh, you actually pick up. 
And having these show notes, even though they're your own links, even though the guest is creating that stuff, even though it's it's all automated, it's helping create a, a, a long tail effect for you online. And people are going to begin to find you and associate you with things that you may not 100% be associated with, but you've helped out in some way. And you've created that piece of content. It gives your search, uh, your searchability uh, that much more of a, of a range. So as far as preparing for our show, um, so I create the thumbnails. I create uh, the, the invites on StreamYard. And then James goes in and creates and writes an intro for the guest. And so those two things combined, those are, that's like the extent of what we do. And and for me in our show, the 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 outline is pretty much the same thing, uh, almost every single time. I use uh, I use a uh, Russell Brunson has a book called Expert Secrets, uh, and he's the ClickFunnels guy. For those of you guys who don't know, and in in that uh, in that book, he talks about the Epiphany Bridge story, and it's basically uh, it's it's pretty much the story of any superhero you have ever watched in a movie. Right. And so that's it's the same by my lines, the same thing. It's like, it's off the story brand. It's like, yeah, it's the backstory, the, story brand, yeah. the character, the, the guide, yeah. the uh, overcoming adversity, the, you have a victory, yes. a ritual. Yes. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. yeah. So I, I have that. And, and originally I had it completely outlined and I w- I could use that as my template. So I knew what to do next. Now I've gotten to the point where it's just part of the conversation. Like I can have a conversation with a guy in, in the middle of the street and I'm doing the same exact thing. Who, you know, who are you? What are you doing? You know? And I know the, the, the pace of, at which I want to go. And sometimes you get caught up in certain sections and they become great stories. And sometimes you get caught up in sections and the, the you're going to come across that guest where you ask them a question and they go, uh, y- yes. Um, yeah. And that's, no. well, and that's exactly <laughs> the point. I have way more questions than I'll ever need on here. And honestly, it actually, it, I, I use that more as a variety point and I could have the conversation with the, the at this point, it's, it's interesting. Now I want by the way, I want to support your Googling fact. Cause, um, you know, I'm, I've been on quite a few podcasts and that's a, that's a focal point for me going forward, but I want to be on ones that have their shit together because mm-hmm. I've been on a few that haven't. And it's just distracting, man. Like, I'm like, fuck, I'm here. I'm ready. Like, you're not going to like, it's the day of the show and I don't have any info. And I'm like, come on, this is just not, you can tell who's got it together and who doesn't pretty quickly. All right. So now we've had some guests and let's say we actually record something. We, we, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about launch tips and, and where to submit real quick and then hit tips for gaining an audience. So we're going to try to race through this, but you know, it, eventually you're going to have to submit your show to different places. Now, in order to do that, there are some things you have to host your podcast somewhere. Where do you guys host yours? So we self host. Um, I didn't know any, any better. I just assumed you had to have your own website when we first started. So I paid a, a web developer. She helped us create it. I mean, this mm. was like a couple grand, right? So she created, created yeah, our but website. You don't need to do that. No, you yeah, don't need yeah. to do that. You don't need to do that. And so we hosted ourselves. Right? And the, the way I explain it to people is pretty simple. You you uh, you hit the record button, you hit the end button. Now you have this file that's sitting on your laptop, right? This file is is in your garage, right? And your hard drive is your personal garage. The problem is no one in the world has access to your garage. So what you got to do is you got to take your file and you got to put it in somebody's garage that has a bunch of windows and is broadcasting, hey, come check this out. 
And that's what these hosting platforms are. So you can have like a Podbean or you can have like a, you know, a Libsyn or Anchor or whatever it's going to be. But any one of those is where you're going to go park your file, your host, your file so that they can send it out everywhere else. And the way they send it out is an RSS feed, right? Yep. So yep, an RSS stands for real simple syndication. And uh, a lot of people don't, every, a lot of people know what RSS is, but maybe don't know what the acronym is, but that's exactly what it is. So it's, it's at one place and you go through and you, a lot of these, so we, we, we use a, a, a platform called Omni Studio now, cause we needed a, to, a little more enterprise uh, nature of things. And, you know, so with that, uh, it, it has become a little more expensive, but it does things like it. Well, okay, look, it, people, how many subscribers do you have? I don't know. That's because yeah. no one knows. Because the the whole podcast industry is still like, even though there's a million of them out there, it's still very much taking form. And the reason you don't know is because you don't know how many are on Spotify, all these different things and whatever. So, you know, analytics are all over the place. Um, yeah. And we'll talk about that when we talk about downloads and why you shouldn't be concerned about that. But really there's, there's a few simple places that you want to make sure you're show. Okay. First off, Apple, start with Apple. Yes. Always yeah. start with Apple. That's where three out of four podcasts are consumed through iTunes or the podcast app. Uh, so always start there. Uh, Spotify is is Number coming two. up quickly. Google Podcasts because you want to be you especially want to be found in search. Um, and then uh, you know like and then there's we the other put our stuff like, up on we, we do our audio. And- we, we well yeah, there's a billion of them out yes. there. I mean they're everywhere. You just got to take some time and and go through and put them together. We do put our the audio of our shows up on YouTube, but I'm not going to tell. I mean some of them over time have accumulated some listening but i mean really like i don't know there's a bunch of them so you know you got to eat an elephant one bite at a time so i think if you're getting ready just you know for your first 30 days just pick a new place and register there every day some of these platforms even help you with that yeah uh, make it pretty easy so so now if we have a show okay so we hosted it and by the way libsyn that's l-i-b hyphen s-y-n um, that's like five bucks a month, maybe 10. Um, mm-hmm. and it's super simple. They give you like your own little mini webpage. We have our own site. We did two when we launched, but you don't have to be that sophisticated if you, if you don't know, but let, let's say now, now it's time to launch. Well, um, and you quick, mentioned, if you are just yeah, getting sure. started, you can go to anchor FM and it's free. Yeah. Right. So, there, yeah, I mean, true. when you were talking about earlier, how, you know, if, oh, I'm thinking about starting a podcast. If you haven't, they, you literally could do it for free and, and yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah, sound quality, all these other things. But if you have a cell phone, like you, you have the capability, yeah. you have the capability of doing it 100 there for free. So just yeah, want to make and, sure there's those a same phone, those same phones. Like if you have a new the new iPhone, I mean that thing does 4K. Yeah, you know you can do video, you can do a lot of stuff. I mean you can buy a 20 dollar uh, selfie stick, use it as a stand or something. And you can you could have audio and video. Um, and honestly, I I'm having a hard time defending as technology progresses, why that isn't a great approach. Cause you can definitely pull it off. You uh, can. Now you can even now let's, let's, 
Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do a lot of stuff. I mean, that's the 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 I don't have the equipment is not really the greatest excuse anymore. So now you mentioned uh, in the beginning you recording multiple episodes trying to get started. As we move to talking about launch tips, you, I, I'm I'm a firm believer that you need to have at least five episodes when you launch, like launch all five of them at once. Did you do that, or did you kind of creep them out over a number of days? We recorded. Uh, we had about four, four or five that we recorded in that one sitting that's where the whole business bros came out because we sat down and record a bunch uh, and drink beer at the same time uh but yeah it, it's it's the netflix approach right so the, one of the things that pisses me off about disney plus right right so mandalorian comes out and you gotta wait a week like yes. i was done waiting since you know throwback thursdays or whatever with friends on on tv there's no reason in today's world why i need to wait for the next episode to come out that's why I love Netflix and we'll binge stuff, right? So, you know, I don't know, the Tiger King will come out or right now we're watching Cobra Kai at my house, right? So you, you need to watch all those in a day. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And, and and you know what? This is my this is my Labor Day weekend Saturday, which I'm doing nothing right on this weekend that passed up. I'm going to watch eight episodes or whatever. This is what I'm going to do. And nothing can stop me or get in the way. So when people consume your content and, and, and you strike a chord with them, they like what you're saying. They want to know what happens next. They want to know what happens next. Uh, and, and, and that's one of the more frustrating things is if you're doing a, you know, a show once a month or once a week and you launch and it's good and people want to hear your stuff and they have to wait a month or a week, they're going to forget you. It's too, it's too new. It's the, the concept is too new. So Having that that arsenal of episodes up front that that you know that's I think one of the best things that you can do. Plus, it gets you in the practice mode, right? So you've already accomplished you know a, a set or series, a season, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and and it, for me, it it's always been make it a lifestyle type choice, right? You have to decide that this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to record once a week, or I'm going to record every day, whatever. This is the time that I'm going to do it. And nothing stands in that way, right? This is it's, it's like setting a date with your wife. Like if you set a date with the wife and then you back out, you're in trouble. Think of it the same way with with your podcast. You know, record a couple to get started, launch, and then have your date that you're going to record because it's not just and have you some backups. Are. Yeah, have some backups. So I'll give you an example. And by the way, the not breaking the date with your wife, that may have actually been the best advice of this entire episode. <laughs> um, some of this other stuff's been useful, but that's truly <laughs> fucking useful right there. So you talk about, you know, uh, well, you'll hear, in, I've got it in the can, um, you know, have some extra episodes. We probably, it that has varied. Now, earlier this year, I went to the Philippines to go uh, visit the, off the full-scale office, and I got stuck there for uh, six, five or six days longer than I had originally intended, and we burned up our buffer. Mm -hmm. uh, we didn't have enough episodes, and it was towards the beginning of the year, so we'd already burned up our buffer over Christmas break. Now, we'll record right now. We have 30 episodes that are unpublished, so we're a month ahead. And the reason that you do that, people, is that shit happens. Life happens. So I got stuck in the Philippines. And for many of you that have listened for a long time, I actually just decided to record what I labeled the Corona Diaries. And I and I did kind of a day-by-day -day, uh, account of what was going on from the other side of the world. And I did a lot of different stuff because that was a really new situation. Those actually were, were listened to quite a bit. because I And those were all solo. And I was recording them from... 
uh, a hotel which was currently at six percent capacity because huh. no one was traveling and everyone had gone to go quarantine. But I, you know, you want that buffer because you know you're going to go on vacation. Guests aren't going to show up occasionally. Things happen, and you're better off to have that. So, all right. So now, if you and this is where we'll end this. So. Um, you know, you, you've done all this work, you found guests, you've set stuff up. It's okay to be clunky and not efficient at that in the beginning. You want to really try to move towards keeping, get, always trying to figure out where you can save a few minutes here and there, uh, improve quality, uh, get rid of O's and ums or, or different stuff. But now, you know, now that you are, you've done all this work and you've done all this prep, uh, what, you know, when you go to launch it, it, now you got to launch the show and you got to find a way to hype it. And on top of that, you want to try to gain and grow some kind of audience. Um, that's look, this isn't field of dreams, people, just cause you build it. They're not going to come mm-hmm. now. I, I'm going to just be, I, I, I really deal in, uh, brutal honesty and it's tough in the beginning. Like you're probably going to get very few lessons and downloads. So I'm one of the things that I did that uh, really got startup hustle popping. Now keep in mind, I also, our first episode was in December of 2017. Then I bet half as many podcasts were out as now, maybe even less. So I had less competition and less stuff. Like a lot of this is everyone, especially with COVID, everyone seemed to have a podcast afterward. Um, so you got to do some stuff to stand out. But one of the things I did was I joined about 150 Facebook groups about startups or entrepreneurship. And as those first two to three episodes, I, I just went through each of them and I posted a couple, uh, I made really nice thumbnails. So it looked, they looked, that looked professional and clean, had a great logo. And, you know, I said, Hey, I have a new podcast. I'd love it if some of you could listen to it and give me some feedback which I'm going to be honest, was really just me not wanting to get kicked out of those rooms um, for for over promo. But we got a lot of traction right away from it. And we also like did things. And I know you guys do this too. It's like asking your guests to post about it. Um, We, when we go to publish, we actually like this episode, when it comes out, you'll, we, we give you an image to post. We give you an audio preview to post. We even give you like five or six suggested things to say when you post because mm. people you will be shocked at like you say we'll post this for your for your own friends and followers and you'll get replies like well what should i say <laughs> like whatever the fuck you want to say dude something it's funny so, that you do that because yeah. that's actually like literally on my board here i have a va activities list and it's got about eight or nine things that i'm putting together for a va to be able to do and some of those things are you know uh, email the email the guest from yesterday uh email the guest whose episode posted today create content clips from the previous episode and it's 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 all this stuff that's that uh i'm i'm trying to do but i don't want to do so I'm going to I'm going to get it to the point where I have it automated and it's getting done. But providing it's all very repeatable. It's all very yeah. repeatable. It's all repeatable. When, when the episode's over, now I got this MP3 or MP4 format video content piece, and then you can take that up, chop it up into smaller pieces, and it's cool if you put it out there. But it's even better if your guests do. And very and exactly good. what you described is what I'm putting together. I want to send them a week's worth of content. Put one of these every day. This is the caption. This is what you say. This is the video clip. Put it out, and it's yours. Like. You're promoting yourself, but by default, you're also promoting us. That's not the easiest thing to do. You, you got to think of your show like a movie, right? The movie theaters here in San Diego or where I'm at anyways are finally opening back up and limited capacity, but they're finally opening up, right? 
when a movie comes out, you don't hear about it the day it comes out. You hear about it way in advance, right? You start to see the teaser. You start to see, uh, you know, a couple previews here and there. Trailer one, trailer two, trailer three. Then you see the the actors in like uh, they go to all the different talk show hosts. Like there's a ramp up to your show. And you, you kind of got to take that same approach. You don't have the bucks, you know, the dollars behind their type of promotion, but you do the same thing. You have, you know, here's a little trailer for my friends and family. Hey, check this out. I'm doing this thing, right? What do you think of the intro? Hey, you know, uh, what do you think of the logo? Here's the logo that I'm putting for my podcast. Can you guys give me some feedback on my logo? And there a lot of little things that you're doing, don't be afraid to share them, right? They're not perfect. Your logo might change. You might change the color scheme. The intro might change, but it doesn't matter. You're getting the people around you who already know, like, and trust you involved in the process. So when you, when you do finally launch, it's not the first time they're hearing about it. You've been ramping it up. And so their, their idea, think about like in your point of view, you're like, huh, I think I'm going to check this out. This weekend I had, I had family over and they were, they were all some, you know, they're all impressed with each other. Like, oh, we're all watching Cobra Kai at the same time. Oh, that's amazing. I'm like, no, it's not. It's been showing up on your Instagram feed. It's, it's promoted on, on Netflix. So when you turn it on, it's the first thing that pops up and it's playing. It's by design, not by accident. So you got to think of your show the same type of way. When you, when you pre-record your episodes, if you give your guests the ability to pre-promote their show, hey, it's going to come out here, give them that thumbnail ahead of time and say, hey, I'm going to be on the episode coming up here on this day. You're giving, you're giving your guests the ability to promote to their friends and family, and then you have your own trail up, uh, your own uh, marketing up to the, uh, to the actual show, and stay consistent. Nothing is more frustrating than you say you're going to have a show at a certain time on a certain day that you're going to release and it don't. and you yep. don't, right? So you have That's to That's actually number one on my list. That's the number one thing on my list right here. Tips for gaining an audience. Stay consistent. Stay consistent. And I've worked on, I've worked on not only this brand, but I have client brands that I've worked with. And I've talked to a lot of people, especially in the YouTube space that have millions of followers. And I ask them all, I'm like, what's the key? They said, stay consistent. Because people will forget about you as quickly as they heard about you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like, and that consistency, like another thing too, is like, you think of all the work and effort you put in, like consider doing, a, a, you know, at a minimum, a mild amount of paid social advertisement. You know, the, um, you know, we have, uh, we have been on the, uh, as high as number 15 in, on, on for the entrepreneurship podcasts on Apple charts. We've been in, I think the top 70 for overall business podcasts, but we, and the thing that really jacked us up into those levels was we made a very simple social media ad that said a podcast for entrepreneurs. Yeah. And that was all that, that was all the image said, and that's all it needed to say. And it was wildly successful. And, you know, we do promote this show a little bit now because, you know, we have monetized it, but don't expect to monetize your show in the beginning. And yeah. you might find that your value is for the things we mentioned for networking, for finding business connections and all of that is greater than what you're going to get from an annoying ad. And by the way, ads, like you talked about anchor being able to, being free. Well, anchors play with that is they want to insert ads for you mm -hmm. where you want them to be inserted. And you're going to get about $10 per every thousand downloads per ad spot. So you're going to have to get a thousand downloads on an episode to get 30 bucks. 
And honestly, you put too many of those ads in, you might find yourself without never having enough. Um, now, I've had so many people that have reached out and they say, well, what's a good number of downloads? And it's a very simple answer. So what you, whatever you feel is good is good. But there's a way that I've suggested that people look at this. So Hernan, if 500 people showed up at something that you were going to speak out tomorrow, would that be worth your time? And would you consider that to be exciting? That would be more than exciting. That'd be amazing. That's what 500 downloads is. So 50 is the same way. So I've heard people like, oh man, I put out, a, I put out a weekly episode. I only get 50 people. I only get 50 downloads. Dude, that's 50 people that showed up to listen to something you had to say. Mm-hmm. That's effective. It's a start, you know, and, and, you know, once again, stats are all over the place, you know, like the, I mean, the average podcast episode supposedly gets about a hundred downloads per episode. Now keep in mind, that's the, that's serial, which gets like 2 million an episode and then some dude that gets none. Yep. And, you know, when it comes down to that, so, you know, there's a, I mean, don't, I don't think you should get stuck on that. Certain genres and topics and just types of shows aren't meant to get the wide listenership. Like entre, I need people that are interested in business and entrepreneurship or leadership or those kind of things. It's not like true crime, like true crime can get, that's why those true crime shows are so popular because they can have a listener from any kind of demographic. My wife does not listen to this show because she doesn't give a shit about business or entrepreneurship. She's listened to about four episodes and, you know, maybe that. And, you know, so, you know, some of that, so don't get, it's about specificity. It's about who's listening, not how many people are listening. And I mean, overall, like, you know, when I, I mentioned that this, well, first off, this episode of Startup Hustle is brought to you by Fullscale.io. But, you know, if you're just using inserted ads, you're going to struggle. So, I mean, just don't expect, I don't want you to start a show because you think that that's going to become your new job right away because it's a lot of work. And I just want to set reasonable expectations. Look, everything you do in business should be a process or a system that you're putting in place to support something, right? Uh, for us, like we just we just this week launched the Carrier Experience, and uh, and in we have maybe on the live feed it said maybe like five or six people that watched uh, every episode that we're doing. So it's not like we even had a super hard launch because some of the things that we want to do uh, didn't get done some of the onboarding stuff didn't get done in time but we launched anyways uh and and here's here's the thing we're looking for specific people right it's if i if i had five people listen but the one that was listening was that one person who turned into a business opportunity then it was worth it right and and, and having that perspective of this this person that I'm talking to is a potential prospect versus this person that I'm talking to is some random person who's listening who I'll never know gives you a different perspective on what you're doing. You want to educate or entertain the people who are listening to you. And for us in our in our podcast, we're hoping that we educate, we entertain, but at the same time, we do business with. And that is that is the key, right? That that means, you know, if we're getting like like you said, if we're getting fifty people to listen, that's awesome. If we're getting more than that, that's great. But even then, I I might have you know two hundred people listen to an episode, but one hundred and fifty of them are on the East Coast, in another country, in another part of the world, whatever it is. I'm never gonna do business with them, and I'm glad it, that the episode was entertaining to help them and they learned something. But maybe, you know, five or six are here in San Diego where I have the opportunity to business with. 
So it doesn't really matter that you don't have that millions and millions of fans. We always joke on our on the business bros. Like when somebody comments, it's one of our three loyal listeners. Like that that's that's all we're really looking for, right? Is the is the people that we want to do business with on a regular basis. If you're a loyal listener, I mean there's people who listen, then there's people who engage, and then there's people who you do business with, right? So you, there's there's and everybody in between. So when you're thinking about your show, think about who it is that you want to talk to and speak specifically to that person. And everybody else who listens is an extra bonus, means you've connected in some way, but they're not necessarily your ideal avatars. Keep speaking to your ideal avatar. This for us is our marketing tool. This is what we use to prospect. And if anybody else benefits, great. But this is the process that we're putting together. So, you know, if you sat down, like r- right before we got on this show, I'm, I'm talking to a, a company called Connected and uh, we're using them to to help uh, lead generate on LinkedIn. And we're using it to direct our leads through the podcast, right? To get them engaged with us at some point somewhere. But then using that contact info to filter through and then find agents that we want to work with. So this is the process that we're developing. It just so happens to be a podcast that other people can listen to. But it's our marketing uh, aspect of our business, right? So so it, for me, when you're doing a podcast, make sure you know what the purpose is. Now, if it's your fun thing, right, this is what you do for fun and you're trying to have a you know larger audience and there's no monetary aspect, then, you know, you even get even more free reign, I think. But if you are doing it as, as, as part of your business, really think about who it is that you're attacking and why you're building this thing and work with within those parameters and everything else is 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 just cherries on top yeah and we took the worldwide approach because you know at full scale we help people build software when software is everywhere you know we we have a a couple hundred employees in the philippines and uh you know we've we've reached listeners in 190 countries first of all i didn't even know there were 190 countries (laughs) there's 200 there's like 200 like, and the ones that we haven't had a listen in are like North Korea. Like we actually <laughs> joked about that. We're like, we're going to fly in balloons that have preloaded episodes to start a puzzle so we can drop them <laughs> into North Korea. Uh, yeah, we're getting it, you know, and some of the this other idiot things. started like, World War Three, dropping his podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're going to see that. You're going to see it. Yeah. Uh, podcast hosts with, with it, uh, ill-gotten ambition start world war three so or something but you know it's like i said and and look really uh and by the way the advice about what number of downloads is good i got that from a fucking rock star dude i literally buddy of mine i I reached out and i was like hey man and this was like a long time ago i was like man i'm getting a lot of play what point is this good and he goes at whatever point you think it's good. Mm-hmm. So, well, man, we, we went, ran way over the amount of time. And l- some of that is because Hernan and I have never met microphones that we don't like. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, yeah. So, and that's okay. Uh, well, I've met microphones that I don't like that don't like me, yeah. but I might not. I don't know. I don't know. So, you know, as we wrap up yet another episode, of, and thanks for sticking around and talking. I, you know, I told him at the beginning, I was like, we probably won't get this under an hour, but I mean, I think that there's, you know, I've been wanting to go back and do an episode for this. I actually considered doing, I was going to do a solo, uh, cause I got great feedback from the Facebook live. And if you want to come check out startup hustle, we have a community online on Facebook and we, we recently got that moving again. Um, so in close, like what's your, what's your end advice? Like we do the founders freestyle. So, I mean, what, what do you, what do you have to say about all of this or any last input for founders or people that want to start a podcast? 
Yeah, you're gonna regret it if you don't start. If you don't, if you don't have uh, an ability in your business right now to create content, I don't care what it is. It might not be, you know, I call it a podcast, but we're doing videos. We're taking those video pieces, we're turning into small little clips, uh, you know, one minute segments for Instagram. We're creating quote cards, and you know, it's it's content, ladies and gents. You're in you're in the business. You need to be marketing your business, and and you you can't hand out flyers anymore. You can't really hand out business cards. This is how you grow your business. So I call it a podcast, but it is content creation. If you don't have a way to create content today, you're falling behind. So in, with, with the technology that we got today, it's just a matter of consistency. Everything that you do in life, you want to lose weight, you, you know what? Move more, eat less. It's, the, the formula is pretty basic. You want to grow your business, get in front of people and tell them what it is you do every single day. Like it's not that difficult. The execution is the hardest part. It's you committing to a plan, committing to, you know, doing this on a regular basis, understanding that at first you're going to suck, but you will get better. You'll get past the suck. And then, you know, it's after that, it's modify and adapt. Every, every, this is your show. You can do what you want with it. You can you can make it explicit. You can make it funny. You can make it, you know, specific to a, a genre, but it is you. So make sure that you are consistent on a regular basis and 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 connect with people, man. That's all it's about. That's that. I, I don't know how many times I can tell people over and over and over again. If you connect with somebody as a person, they will know you. They oh, will like so you. Different. They will trust you. And that's so it, different. dude. That is it. Like I don't. Yeah, I, you 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 threw that up next. Let let me dunk this in for you because and that that perfect pass there, man. Like I mean, it says here's the thing is like all right. So I've done your podcast. You've done mine. I feel like I know you, man. Mm -hmm. Like we're like we're business bros, business right? Bros. Hold <laughs> you. Yeah, still hitting the high notes. Business bros. <laughs> so, you know, the, the whole thing is, and I learned this from my book, uh, but the books that I wrote is I had a different relationship. I mean, one of the people in, in my million dollar bedroom book was Matt Watson. He's my business partner. He's the co-host of this show. And, and I was the best man in his wedding. I didn't know Matt before he was in my book. Like, think about that. That's, I mean, that's my brother. And that's my business, bro. And, um, you know, one thing about podcasts and someone, so, you know, I had helped... Uh, JC Lopez at Urban Necessities built his YouTube channel and I wanted to do one myself and it just went okay. Nothing like Jay's with his 300,000 subscribers mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And someone said to me, they're like, you should try a podcast. And I said, why? And he said, well, when you do a podcast, when you don't have to, you're not asking anybody to give something up when they listen to a podcast. I said, explain that. I said, well, when you're trying to do YouTube videos right now, but you're asking someone to not do someone something else so they can watch your video. Podcasts people listen to in their car, they listen to in, at home when they're working out, when they're doing errands and stuff like that. So you can be that voice that's going on in the background with someone while they do other stuff. And I was like, the light bulb popped over my head and I was like, holy shit. And, I, and it made so much sense to me. And I'd always kind of envisioned myself as like an amateur talk radio guy. Mm -hmm. I've always felt like that's something I could have done. And I always refer to podcasts like that. People are like, well, what's up with the podcast? I'm like, it's modern talk radio. It's exactly I mean, what this it is. is it. This, is, this is like the ham radio of like the 2020s and beyond. So, well, man, I appreciate your time. And, and you know, for those of you that are out there, enjoy the, well, I'm pretty sure this is the longest episode of Startup Hustle. It's if not <laughs> I am honored. So, so there you go. Certainly. But there was a lot to cover here and I enjoy talking about this stuff. I Hopefully you heard something in here 
that made sense and gets you moving or helps you avoid some errors or mistakes or anything like that. So Hernan, thank you so much, man. I'm going to let you get back to your holiday today. Cause yes, we're putting in overtime today. We recorded this. What is it? Labor day. That's how we roll. Mixed up. It's labor day, doing labor, doing work. It's another day so I can turn on the time, mic, man. man. Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> I'll, see you I'll see you next time, man. See you next time. Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time. Like we do it.